Good morning, everyone, and a welcome to worship with Paisley St George's. Today is Ice Cream Sunday, so the children are here, but they're already downstairs and busy, or through the back and busy, and they'll join us nearer the end of worship when we'll hear all about what they've got up to, and I'm looking forward to that. A wee reminder, unless you're exempt, would you please ensure that you wear a face covering over your nose and mouth whilst within the buildings, and this includes whilst singing. The north transept is transept on this side is set aside for folks who prefer to keep to a two-meter distancing at the moment. And I'm sure you've all seen the note inside the order of service. Harvest Thanksgiving will be held next Sunday when we hope that we'll be joined by some of our youth organizations. Donations of non-perishable foodstuffs will be shared between Women's Aid and the Food Bank, and there's a reminder about that on the back of this week's service sheet. And finally, it is with sadness that I intimate the death of one of our members, Jessie Hanlon. I would ask that you would please keep Jessie's family in your prayers. And these are all the intimations. Let us come before the one who knows us. Come before the one who sees us. Come before the one who loves us. Come, enter in. We worship God by standing, if able to sing, hymn number 59, O come and let us to the Lord, hymn number 59.
And now let us come to the Lord in prayer. Let us pray. Almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing God, God, creator of all, God who offers redemption to all, we gather in your presence to praise and worship you. Lord of joy and mercy, be with us this day as we seek your voice and your guidance given through your word, the living word that is Jesus Christ and the written word of scripture and through your Holy Spirit living and working in the world. Lord, remove the obstacles that block our commitment and help us to truly be your disciples, living and working in the world. We ask this in Christ's name. Patient Lord, we know that you call us to service, but we often feel inadequate. We love to make excuses for not doing something or for doing something only half-heartedly. Remind us again of your loving and guiding presence. Forgive us when we stumble and falter. Turn us again to you, serving joyfully and confidently. In Jesus' name we pray. Beloved ones, we are the salty people, those who bring flavour to living. Your spirit of love and confidence gives hope to others. Remember that the Lord is always with us. Hear us now as we pray together using the words Jesus gave his followers, praying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. We turn now to scripture and our readings this morning will be given by Margaret McIntyre. Our first reading this morning comes from the letter of James, James chapter 5, reading from verse 13 to verse 20. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let him pray. Is anyone in good heart? Let him sing praises. Is one of you ill? Let him send for the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer offered in faith will heal the sick man. The Lord will restore him to health, and if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. A good man's prayer is very powerful and effective. Elijah was a man just like us, yet when he prayed fervently that there should be no rain, the land had no rain for three and a half years. When he prayed again, the rain poured down and the land bore crops again. My friends, if one of you strays from the truth and another succeeds in bringing him back, you may be sure of this, 
The one who brings a sinner back from his erring ways will be rescuing a soul from death and cancelling a multitude of sins. We turn now to the Gospel of Mark, Mark's Gospel, reading at chapter 9 from verse 38 to 50. Mark chapter 9. John said to Jesus, Teacher, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and as he was not one of us, we tried to stop him. Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who performs a miracle in my name will be able the next moment to speak evil of me. He who is not against us is on our side. Truly I tell you, Whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you are followers of the Messiah will certainly not go unrewarded. If anyone causes the downfall of one of these little ones who believe, it would be better for him to be thrown into the sea with a millstone round his neck. If your hand causes your downfall, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed than to keep both hands and go to hell to the unquenchable fire. If your foot causes your downfall, cut it off. It is better to enter into life crippled than to keep both your feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes your downfall, tear it out. It is better to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to keep both eyes and be thrown into hell, where the devouring worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. Everyone would be salted with fire. Salt is good. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how will you season it? You must have salt within yourselves and be at peace with one another. May God bless these readings from his holy word. Thank you, Margaret. We continue in our worship by standing to sing hymn number 599, Holy Spirit, Hear Us, hymn 599.
Gracious God, may the words of my mouth, the thoughts of our minds, and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you, our Lord and our Redeemer. Amen. Although we didn't read it this morning, the psalm for today, Psalm 124, contains the words, The trap is broken, and we are free. Our help comes from the Lord. We are free. Our freedom bought for us by Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ who died on a cross to set us free. Jesus Christ who came into the world as we did, as a helpless infant, an innocent child. This morning's gospel passage that Margaret has read for us continued on from last week's, and it seems as if perhaps Jesus still had that wee child in front of him when he says, if anyone should cause one of these little ones to lose his faith in me, it would be better for that person to have a large millstone tied around his neck and be thrown into the sea. Well, a little one need not be a child. A little one could be someone who is, if you like, younger in faith than we are. It could be someone who is more vulnerable. But Jesus in this passage, and it's a challenging passage with some of the things he says in it, but what he says is clear. We are not to cause a weaker person to stumble on their faith journey. With that in mind this morning, I'd like to share with you two stories. The first one is written by Kenneth MacLeod, the writer of the song, The Road to the Isles. And it's written when he wrote the story behind the Christ child's lullaby. And the story goes something like this. There was once a shiftless laddie in the Isles who'd lost his mother, and that is a sad tale, but had got a stepmother in her place, and that is sometimes a sadder tale. One evening, when he brought home the cattle for milking, and they gave little milk that time, and likely it was little that they gave, who was to blame for it but the poor orphan? Son of another, said his stepmother in the heat of anger, there will be no luck in this house until you leave. But whoever heard of a luckless chick leaving of its own free will? But leave the shiftless laddie did, and that of his own will, and before the full moon rose at night, he was on the other side of the bane. That night the stepmother could get neither sleep nor ease, her bed was like a cairn of stones in a forest of reptiles. I will rise, she said, and see if the night outside is better than the night inside. She rose and went out with her face towards the bane, nor did she stop until she saw and heard something which made her stop. What was this but a woman with the very heart love of heaven in her face? sitting on a grassy knoll and song-lulling a baby son with the sweetest music ever heard under the moon or sun. And at her feet the shiftless laddie, his face like the dream of the Lord's night. God of the graces, said the stepmother, it is Mary, mother, and she is doing what I ought to be doing, song-lulling the orphan. And she fell onto her knees and began to weep the soft, warm tears of a mother. And when, 
After a while, she looked up. There was nobody there but herself and the shiftless laddie side by side. A gentle lesson for that woman. And a more modern tale that comes from the other side of the Atlantic, but could just as well come from here. There's once a little girl whose mother was dead. Her father used to come home from work and sit down, take off his jacket, kick off his shoes, open his paper and put his feet on the mantelpiece. The little girl would come in and ask him to play with her for a wee while. She was lonely. He told her he was tired to let him be at peace. He told her to go out into the street and play. Well, she went out into the streets and she played. But the inevitable happened when she grew up. She took to the streets. The years passed on and she died. Her soul arrived in heaven. Peter saw her and said to Jesus, Master, here is a girl who was a bad lot. I suppose we sent her straight to hell. No, said Jesus gently, let her in. Let her in. And then his eyes grew stern. But look for a man who refused to play with, this, with his little girl and sent her out to the streets and sent him to hell. God is not hard on the sinner, but he will be stern to the person who makes it easier for another to sin and whose conduct, either thoughtless or deliberate, puts a stumbling block in the path of a weaker brother or sister. Now, I'm sure that none of us sitting here thinks that we would act like the stepmother in the first story or the father in the second. But do we perhaps, perhaps unwittingly, put stumbling blocks in the way of others? Do we maybe, as an individual or as a congregation or as a church, make it harder for people to come to know Jesus? Or maybe look at it another way. How many people who might otherwise follow Jesus may be prevented from doing so by our insistence that our way is the only way and our way is the right way? Remember the words of John in the Gospel about the people who were driving out demons in Jesus' name but who did not belong to their group? Something to think about for all of us. And I wonder just how accessible our worship is to others. I've said before, we stand for the Bible being brought in. I'd have answered the question, why? We stand because the Bible is the word of God and we stand out of respect for God. And within the Church of Scotland, it's our custom to stand to sing and sit to pray. We normally sit in rows, very often like this morning on hard pews. There are so many things that we do and perhaps do without thinking that may make it difficult for someone new to our fellowship. So we need to make sure that nothing we do or say will cause someone to stumble, whether that something is done with good or with bad intent. As I've said before, perhaps now, after the break that COVID has caused to conventional worship, perhaps this is a good time to look at what we do, to think about what we do, so that we can ensure 
that worship is accessible as possible to all people. But after Jesus has warned us sternly about putting stumbling blocks in the way of others, he goes on to warn us of the perils of being a stumbling block to our own spiritual growth. Each one of us is human. Each one of us will have our own weaknesses, our own habits, maybe even our own possessions that can impede us on our faith journey. And let's be honest, we do know ourselves, but sometimes it's difficult to identify the little or not so little things that hold us back on our journey towards God. And I think if I'm being honest, it's always easier, or we think it's always easier to identify failings in other people rather than in ourselves. But we need to identify the failings in ourselves. We need to identify the stumbling blocks that stop us having a closer journey with God. And we can only do that with God's help, and we can only remove them with God's help. So for each of us, we need to think what might be getting in our way, what's holding us back, what's holding us back from following Jesus, and as we follow Jesus, serving others. What do we prioritize? What do we put first? Is it careers? I suspect looking around that for most of us, we're maybe past the stage of careers. Is it money? Is it hobbies? What takes up our time? What do we spend our time on? And maybe that begs the question, what do we waste our time on? Think of it this way. If something or some bad habit causes us to stumble, if they exhaust us, close us off to others, make us feel bad about ourselves because we can't be ourselves, then we need to remove that habit or that thing. We need to, if you like, cut them out, remove them from our lives. And in the reading from James, we're reminded of the need for prayer. So let's take a moment to think of some of the things that might be getting in our way, that might be causing us to stumble and threaten our faith. And let's do that in prayer. So let's pray. And in this prayer, there will be time for us to reflect. Lord, you have set us free through the gift of Jesus Christ, our risen Lord and Saviour. You have set us free. And so, Lord, help us to identify anything that may cause us to stumble as we journey in faith. Lord, grant us the courage through your Holy Spirit to uproot such habits and things from our lives. Strengthen us to live as true followers of Jesus Christ with the salt of friendship amongst us. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Through Jesus Christ, we have been set free and our help comes from the Lord. We've been offered freedom, freedom through Jesus Christ. 
who at the end of today's gospel passage tells us to have the salt of friendship and to live in peace with one another. Now, we can't share the peace with one another so easily these days, but we can sign it. So let's just take a moment to sign the peace. Remember, peace be with you. So, peace be with you. And even though we've got masks on, we can smile at the folks round about us as well. And hopefully they'll recognise us smiling by our eyebrows and the twinkle in our eyes. But when we go from here, let us go remembering and following the example and teachings of Jesus Christ. For we are to love the Lord our God. We are to love the Lord our God with all our hearts, with all our minds, and with all our souls. And we're to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Amen. And to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be glory this day and always. Amen. We continue in our worship with hymn number 489, Come Down, O Love Divine. Hymn 489.
Having made our offerings and laid them before God, let us now dedicate them. Lord, accept these gifts of thanksgiving. With these gifts of money, we offer our skills, our time, our talents. Bless all we offer for use to grow your kingdom. We ask all this in the name of our King and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now our prayers for others will be led for us by Margaret. Let us pray. God of love, we come to you, bringing to you our friends and families. Some will have worries about health, the future, or financial concerns. Grant them comfort and assurance that they are not alone. We pray for the homeless and refugees, for those who are fleeing war, tyranny, or even nature as volcanoes erupt. Let them know that someone cares and be with them in their darkest moments. In our prayer, we remember all key workers who have kept going throughout this pandemic. Let them know how grateful we are and support them as they continue to work through such difficult times. We bring our leaders and people in positions of power to you. Help them to make wise decisions as they try to strike a balance between health concerns, business concerns, freedoms and restrictions. We ask these things in the knowledge that our prayers are always heard and that we can depend on you to be with us and to aid us in our daily lives. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Margaret. We continue in our worship by turning to our little blue book, which is now St. George's Praise, to number 20, Kumbaya. And hopefully while we're singing this, the youngsters who've been busy at Ice Cream Sunday will be joining us. So number 20, Kumbaya, my Lord.
I'll take my mask off, is that all right? Yeah, I think so. How are you all this morning? Good. Alexander, Miller, Murray, and Freya. And I know that some of the others are on holiday because it's a September weekend that folks are away. Uh -huh, I know, I know. Some people are away, and so they can't come if they're away. That's just it. Oh, I want to rest every day. Oh, every day. Oh, oh, so there is. Aha. Uh -huh. Good. Good. You know, I brought my bag today, but do you know what? Have a look for you. James. Right. Is there anything in it? No. no. So I'm so glad that as I didn't... Maybe, maybe. But I'm so glad that as I didn't bring some, uh, something with me, you have brought something. What did you bring? Tell me about what you've been doing. A garland. What, what kind of garland? I thought an autumn garland because it's now autumn, isn't it? Yeah. And you've got lots of beautiful things in it. Do you know what any of them are? What's in it? So there's vines. Jingle bells. Are there? All right, okay. All right. Oh, have you each, have you each made one of these? You've made two. Okay. Right. Ah. So, so you've each made one. Two. two. You've made two. Okay. Oh. Okay. You've all been busy. That's for sure. Right. Okay. So there's. What else is in it? There's. There's acorns. What do they come from? Trees. What kind of trees? Do you know? Acorn trees. Yep. Okay. Oak trees. What will grow from them? Do you know? They'll grow another tree. If you were to plant your acorn, it would eventually grow another tree. But if ah, because tiny seeds can grow into great big trees. A tree can't fit in one of them. No, can't fit in one. Can't fit in the acorn. Oh no. Inside the wee egg-shaped bit is all the information that's needed to grow an oak tree. We never know that. Oh, okay. So there. You, you didn't know that. Well, there you learn something new every day. I know. Uh -huh. You can't eat acorns. No. Right. So you have been having great fun making these and learning I'm sure lots of different things and talking I'm sure plenty but these are all things that well plants trees animals God has given us God has given us to look after and we're going to think more about that next Sunday because next Sunday is harvest thanksgiving and we're going to be thinking about creation and what God has made so you're a step ahead of the game today with this and is the idea that you take yours home and you hang it on your door? You've got something, oh, I'm sure maybe mum will find room for it somewhere else. Oh, I'm sure she will. 
but we'll see. We'll see. Right. Okay. I'm not sure what you're talking about, Murray, but I'm not sure. Right, okay. So, earlier this morning, the choir sang for us a new hymn, and it's one that I thought that we would all like to learn, and it's number 792, and the words go, our God is a God who makes friends. And let me just read the rest, because I can't quite remember it. Our God is a God who makes friends. Our God is a God who makes friends. Our God is a God who is faithful to the end. Our God is a God who makes friends. But you know, not only is God a God who makes friends, God wants us to make friends. So the second verse says, our God calls us all to make friends. Our God calls us all to make friends. Yes, you as well as I, we're the very one God sends. Our God calls us all to make friends. So let's remember that while we stand to sing Our God is a God who makes friends. Okay? So it's number 792. I struggle, but never mind. So, have you got friends outside? Yes. yes. Well, why don't you tell them what a good time we have on Sundays here at St. George's and ask them if they'd like to come with you. Even maybe just to the next ice cream Sunday. By the way, have you had your ice cream yet? No, so you're going back to get it? Oh, good, good. Oh, well, then they can't really come. But you know, even though they don't live in the country, they can watch it later. They can watch it on YouTube because it's being recorded, so there. So, we finish our worship. I thought the grown-ups would want a hymn that they knew to finish with. And I, so we're going to sing with hymn number 476, Mine Eyes Have Seen the Glory of the Coming of the Lord. Hymn 476.
Let us go from here to serve God and love our neighbor. And the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and all those whom you love this day and forevermore. Thank you.